Addiction is a serious issue, and we take it seriously. This is Road to Recovery with Yona Bud on 640 Toronto. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. This is Yona, and you're listening to Road to Recovery. Uh, it's all about trying to help each other, me helping you, you helping us, and uh, we helping others together. The way you do that is by phoning me at 416-870-6400 or toll-free at 888-225-TALK, which is 8255. You can always send us an email to roadtorecovery at 640toronto.com. Or just dial in now, man. Say hello. What's up? So what we're talking about for today is travel. Yeah. (laughs) Thought we'd ever be talking about it. Well, here we are. We're talking about travel because it's something we can talk about now. It's a reality. As a matter of fact, I went on a trip this week. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's what I'm going to talk about uh, for the next little bit is my trip to Montreal with my wife, Pumpkin. You know, that's not her real name, but we call her Pumpkin. My wife, Pumpkin, and I uh, went to Montreal by car, which is why we had some road trip sounds there just to get you in the mood. So here's the question for the first segment. Are you a bit freaked out by the thought of even traveling again? Or, or I'll open it up to anybody who's been to Montreal recently by car because I got stuff to share. So we decided, my wife and I, that we were going to go to Montreal as a celebration for our anniversary from last year. And uh, we had a reservation that we just kept pushing off and uh, eventually uh, got a chance to go. So we went this past weekend. We left on Sunday, and it was a driving trip. Started by taking little Siggy, our dog, to uh, Doggy Camp, which is a boarding facility, excellent facility called Parker Pets. We've been going there for years and years and years. I love the place. They're wonderful. They snuggle him and cuddle him, but it's not the same. Like, I know he's not going to like it. He's going to be in his cage going, Dad, what am I doing here? I'm used to sleeping on a king-size bed. Like, I'm in a cage. Like, seriously, am I in jail? What did I do wrong? That's what I'm thinking. Of course, he's not thinking that. He's thinking, when is he going to get the next trip outside to pee? And when is he going to get his next treat? Anyway, so we took a trip. So we drove to Montreal. Um, Bearing in mind again, you know, I have anxiety disorder and all kinds of other things going on, right? So for me, driving and and a trip is uh, easier if I'm behind the wheel than if someone else is, uh, because then, of course, I'm very critical of their driving. Uh, But if I'm driving, it's much, you know, much easier trip, at least for me. Anyway, uh, we drove and uh, kind of, you know, gone the way there was no big deal. It was fresh. It was early. Had lots of food, lots of snacks, lots of treats, lots of stops. Uh, and um, interesting, my first en route stop, which is one of the traffic, the truck stop type places that you stop on the way uh, for uh, on the highway if you choose to use the bathroom or buy some food or whatever, stretch your legs. Uh, and, you know, walking into an en route facility uh, being that I'm, you know, completely vaccinated and wearing a mask and I have, you know, sanitizer in everything I own, car, pants, jacket, bag, everything I'm carrying. And uh, but it was freaky. It was a little bit freaky. People were walking around. The bathroom was busy. The place was busy. People were somewhat social distancing. Pretty much everybody had a mask. But you can hear people talking right in the bathroom, certainly in the men's room talking about, you know, you vaccinated, I didn't get vaccinated, two buddies talking to each other. Freaked me out a little bit. So we want to hear from you. How do you feel about travel these days, either by car or by plane, 416-870-6400 or 
225 Talk. We want to hear from you tonight because it's an interactive show, and that's how we know we're reaching you is when you reach back and say, hey, what's up? So on this trip to Montreal, it was, you know, fair, like I said, fairly easy. The drive was nice. The weather was beautiful. Um, really, you know, simple scenery, you know, straight line along the 401, one way. Of course, until you get to Montreal, until you get to Quebec, then things change. The roads change, the signs change, um, the way they push people in restricted areas off the road into another area, into other lanes. Very different than what I'm used to. Anyway, but, but thankfully, because we have both Waze and uh, Google Maps, we were able to get there easily and without too much trouble. Checked into a beautiful little hotel in downtown Montreal. Again, lots of people running around, people with va- with masks, without masks. They asked us to wear masks while we were in the hotel lobby in that, in that area. It was all good. Everybody was nice. We get into the room. Okay, so now it really starts, right? Now I'm in the room trying to decide, you know, am I going to take my shoes off? Is the bed actually clean? Is it safe for me to do this? And anyway, go through that whole OCD, you know, anxiety disorder stuff. And um, anyway, make a long story short, it all worked out beautifully. We had a, a lovely terrace. We could oversee downtown Montreal and a giant Ferris whale in front of us and listen to the noise at night, and we could watch tons of people. Uh, we, my wife and I decided to take a walk down, or Pumpkin and I, I hate to call her my wife, um, because I don't own her, right? So Pumpkin and I decided, my partner and I decided to go down to uh, the waterfront where there's lots of little shops and little outdoor stuff to eat. And, you know, it was very cool. Tons and tons of people, thousands of people walking around, most without masks, uh, but people seemed to be okay about it. And frankly... I was kind of okay about it because myself and and my bride have been vaccinated, right? Uh, so, you know, not a lot for us to worry about. But that's us, right? It was a great trip, had a good time. The roads were horrible in Montreal, construction everywhere. Uh, but people are lovely. Um, even the ones that, you know, realized I couldn't speak French were, were very, very accommodating. Um, and, you know, for me, it's a a kosher food frenzy there because there's amazing restaurants and stuff that we just don't have access to here in Toronto. So I had a really good time, put on a bunch of weight. Now I got to get that off and um, had a nice time with my lady. Her and I just had a blast and a lot of time together, a lot of uh, alone time, which is nice. And uh, did some stuff, ate some some food. (laughs) I told you like six times I ate food, right? Okay, so you get the drift. But, you know, a lot of people have an issue around the anxiety and the restrictions of, of travel and, and this whole thing. And as we transition into this uh, post-pandemic reality, the anxieties will likely ease. But for the time being, here's some tools maybe that you might want to use if you're thinking about traveling. Because tonight's all about travel. We want to hear from you if you're talking about, thinking about, or dreaming about traveling now that the lockdown for you is over. So one of the things they talk about is loosening personal restrictions on your schedule. Just because the province is lifting restrictions, doesn't mean that you have to, right? It's completely okay to take things at your own pace and you gradually transition out of like an isolated induced hibernation. It's a mindset as much as it's physical. You got to let your mind do it. If your mind doesn't do it, your body's not going to be able to comfortably. Anxiety Canada, as a matter of fact, says to treat anxiety like a high jump bar. Set low expectations to help build your confidence as you surpass them. They suggest writing out a fear ladder interesting, a fear ladder with activities that give you anxiety and work your way up. So with a person who suffers with anxiety, I'm not sure that writing the letter or writing the list of things that give me anxiety wouldn't in fact give me more anxiety, but it's a suggestion and 
perhaps it'll work for you. Whether or not you attend or host social gatherings, completely dependent on your own comfort level, right? How you feel about it. So don't feel pressure to go out to every event now that you can, right? You don't have to feel guilty about attending events or, you know, conversely, feeling guilty about going to events. You're allowed to. It's something we can do now, right? Also, you have to understand that not everybody's ready to take a trip. Others may not, but many people are. So it's better off to start with a small trip like we did to Montreal, a little, a little tiny trip. Don't feel like you have to go to a far-off destination, get on airplanes and all that stuff. Just, you know, maybe a little driving trip like we did, and, and you get out of it what you need to, right? Just you're away from home in a different place. Recognize that you're not alone. This social anxiety is what you're most stressed about. Then remember, there's lots of people, especially now, that feel the same and are talking about it. One thing to have anxiety, it's another thing to be able to talk about it. So it's mostly returning to social situations that make people uncomfortable, right? So my, I know that for me, social situations have never been the greatest because, of course, I have anxiety disorder. One of them is social anxiety disorder. But it's disproportionately affecting young people more so than people my age and probably most of you that are listening. So if you have any anxiety around travel or you're not traveling or you want to travel or thinking about travel, this show is all about you, and the lines are open all night. 416-870-6400. Give us a call. Seek extra support. Take care of your mental health. It's an important. Seek a counselor. Talk to somebody, somebody you're, you're, you, know, you know that you trust. Um, that will help you, man, and, you know, manage your anxiety a little better. And there's lots of free mental services out there that are available for people uh, if you're prepared to wait a little bit and um, if you don't need the care immediately. In other words, unless th- thankfully you're not suicidal or want to hurt yourself or others. Self-care practices that can help outside seeing a counselor, of course, are things like meditation, learning how to breathe. Uh, we did some breathing exercises on an earlier show. Uh, glad to do it again. Just tell me that's something you want to do. Let me know. Send me an email, recovery at 640toronto.com, and we'll get on it right away. Learning some grounding techniques is a good thing, right? Some mindfulness and meditation techniques are helpful. Taking care of your physical health, health excuse me, that can improve your mental health big time. Drink lots of water, eat healthy foods, get exercise. You'll hear it on every show. You got to eat well, sleep well, and exercise. That's mental for mental health, physical health, and just to kind of get through the day and be a, you know, be a better person tomorrow. Have fun. At the end of the day, no matter what reservations you may have about returning to a pre-pandemic normal, it's important to let yourself experiences, have the experiences that you've denied yourself for all these months. It's okay to have fun. You can laugh and giggle. Tons of people were doing it. My wife and I went to, or excuse me, Pumpkin and I went to a, to a, a, a club one night uh, on a rooftop and just to, you know, ha, just to have a, a tea and, and, and listen to everybody laughing and giggling and drinking. And, you know, it was nice just to hear it. Grab a dinner at your favorite restaurant. Catch a movie in the theater if you're ready for that, right? Explore some shops. Lots of things to do. You don't have to be beholding to your anxiety. You can let it go and you can do it in little tiny steps, one foot after another, right? Little baby steps. You can do this. I know you can, and you're going to feel much better when you try. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Returning to travel. Is it normal? Not normal? We want to hear from you. 416-870-6400, 888-225-TALK. And uh, we're going to be back in just a minute to talk more about this kind of stuff. And the question for the next segment, is it okay to ask somebody? If they've had COVID or been vaccinated, how's that for a question? Want to hear back from you as soon as you can. Use the bathroom, get something to eat, have a snack, go for a walk, do what you got to do. Back in just a minute. This is Yona Bud, 640 Toronto. You're listening to Road to Recovery with Yona Bud, only on 640 Toronto. 
testing and quarantine requirements will not change for unvaccinated or partially vaccinated travelers. They will still be required to complete their 14-day quarantine as well as day one and day eight tests. Blah, 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 blah. I know. You must be getting tired of hearing how, you know, all these different restrictions and this is what's going to happen and we're going to order the border, open the border like this and maybe not like that and certain people can come and certain people can't come. It's like, I don't know. It's ridiculous, right? Like, if if you've had any, you know, issues or with travel before the pandemic, certainly post-pandemic or kind of towards the end of the pandemic, uh, pandemic-ish, uh, travel becomes uh, kind of a thing, right? It's like not really jumping on it like you used to. Um, certainly, I'm not. I know people that are, you know, that are travel crazy, and uh, they are, in fact, you know, getting great deals to go to lots of places that I'm just not ready to go to yet. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about traveling to places and, uh, you know, how safe you might be? But here's the real question. Is it okay to ask someone if they've been, if they've had COVID-19 or been vaccinated? It's like, can you imagine going up to somebody and go, hey, dude, um, like, do you use condoms? Or, uh, listen, um, have you had ever had the flu? Or, you know, like, it, these are very personal questions. The difference between asking someone if they've used a condom versus asking someone if they've been vaccinated is that if they haven't been vaccinated, it puts other people at risk. However, if it's you and you've been vaccinated, are you really at risk? And is it really your business? I want to hear from you. 416-870-6400. I know my friend Sophia, my colleague in the studio, I know her and I kind of kicked this around a little bit. Sophia, like, is, you think it's okay to, first of all, have you been vaccinated? Can I ask you that? I have. I I got vaccinated a little while ago. And exciting news, um, our colleague Devon, who is screening calls, he just got his second dose of Pfizer today before coming into work. So, oh, so my, as my people would say, muzzle tough. That's great. He, uh, <laughs> that's a, that, a good for Devon. That's because hopefully we're all going to get together and have a coffee by the water there someday soon. But, you know, how do you feel about people asking you or how do you feel about, do you, do you feel okay asking someone or do you feel necessary to ask someone if, uh, if they've been vaccin- vaccinated in your life? I feel more than happy when people ask me. I will show my vaccination receipt at the drop of a hat. I'm so excited. Um, in terms of asking other people, it really depends on the situation for me. If we're going to be close in close quarters, kind of one-on-one, then I do want to know. And I feel like even if I'm less likely to get it from you, I still don't want to get it. So if you're going to put me at risk when I've done everything I can to protect myself, then I don't really want to be in that situation because of your choice. So I so, feel like it's okay to ask someone. That. So you're, you're, um, you're obviously in, and thankfully and gleefully, uh, in a young generation of 20 somethings. Right. Um, and in that generation of people, um, you know, there are questions that one asks, you know, I'm not sure if you're dating or not dating. It's none of my business, but you know, people who are out there seeing others and, and meeting new people and for the purposes of dating and romance and all that stuff, they ask each other other questions around things like, um, you know, SDDs and stuff like that. Right. That seems to be, I mean, I'm, you know, that seems to be a, a conversation people are, you know, have you been tested? Yeah, I've been tested. Or have you been tested? And then during the COVID, during COVID, when testing was a big deal, I know that people, um, I, I've talked to people that were on, you know, line, chat groups like Tinder and so on, those kinds of, of, of kind of hookup sites. And they'd be asking each other if they've been tested and I won't see you unless you can show me a clean test and so on. So asking someone if they've been vaxxed, 
kind of falls right in there and to me doesn't seem like as big a deal. Am I missing something here? You're not missing anything. I totally agree. And I I am I do have a boyfriend and I can tell you no questions asked if he had refused to be vaccinated, it would be over. <laughs> Good for you. You're special. That's great. Well, there's a go. That's a great answer. So how do you feel about asking people if they've been vaccinated? Or how do you feel about being asked if you've been vaccinated? 416-870-6400 or 888-225-TALK. We want to hear from you. It's the, you know, it's the biggest travel question this summer and maybe the year. When will travel go back to normal? That's what everybody's talking about. Travel, travel, travel. You know, people are, are you know, we'll get to it later on, you know, renting RVs and cottages for crazy dollars. Uh, but we're not quite there yet. Travel restrictions remain in place uh, for a lot of a lot of areas, and and prices are very unpredictable, and people are generally nervous. Um, what's this article says? I would not call this normal, says uh, Sertan Gabadia. Uh, he's a marketing professor at Fordham University. Uh, I think somewhat normal would be a better descriptor. He says, even though we can travel more than last year and feel better about it in general, there's still a lot of uncertainty, confusion, and even anxiety created by ever-changing travel requirements and restrictions regarding testing and so on. Will we ever get there? That depends on who you are and how you define normal. Like, I don't know if it's ever going to be like it was, uh, you know, for me, it wasn't great to begin with, even before the pandemic. But for others, you know, who are big time travelers, I've got friends that travel everywhere and go everywhere and cruises and stuff like that, who are excited to get back to it. Um, but I wonder if it's going to be the same, right? Because even now, when you go into a restaurant, it's not quite the same. Um, people are different. The whole attitude seems to be somewhat different at least where I've been recently, people are starting to feel a little bit normal, right? Um, and we may not actually get back to a pre-pandemic normal, but that's all statistically based, right? So there's a plurality of leisure travelers, about 23% that are making their bookings more than 50 days in advance of travel, which according to the industry suggests a high degree of confidence in the long-term outlook for travel. Travel confidence is very high, according to uh, Alliance uh, Partners, uh, Allianz, Allianz Partners, excuse me, a travel insurance company, uh, uh, tracked traveler sentiment for more than a decade, suggested 60% of Americans will take a summer vacation this year, more than twice as many as in 2020. So people have seemed, according to the stats, people are demanding, uh, are looking for travel, and that actually the demand outpaces the supply with many uh, many flights being uh, you know sucked up, hotels are booked solid, you know, vaccination, uh, vacation rentals, uh, are, are, are busy. Everything is busy. Everybody's renting stuff. Um, you know, I was looking, we were looking at a cottage just to, for, for me and my kids for, for a month, right? Or a couple of weeks. Exorbitant pricing. Like a couple of years ago, we looked at it. The same cottage that might have cost, let's say, five or $6,000 for the month now costs 12. And I've seen the pictures. They didn't do anything. No painting, no nothing. They didn't touch the thing. They didn't even move the furniture around. It's supply and demand, which I think is, you know, Kind of disgusting, probably because I don't have one to rent to anybody else. But anyway, a lot of travelers are hedging their bets. Travel insurance policies are seeking, selling briskly. Uh, we're seeing significant increases in travel, according to the experts, says Carissa Cernera. She's a senior manager of travel services at Redpoint Travel Protection, and they specialize in insuring high-risk people, so people who have uh, you know medical issues and so on. Um, but what's normal? Simple definition, when the coronavirus is no longer a factor, we've arrived. That's according to a Boston consulting group. Uh, her name is Lara Kozlow. And she says that will drive a return to pre-COVID travel volume. Uh, Ed Bastian, who's the chief executive of Delta Airlines, they would know something. Boy, they took a beating this year. Says travelers' perceptions of normal are linked to the vaccination rate. 
So as vaccines have increased consumer confidence and so on and so on and so on. It goes on and on. But if you watch the news and listen to the news, hopefully you listen to all of our news reports. Uh, if not, shame on you. Um, and I'm kidding, of course. But, you know, you'll hear that not everybody's vaccinated. And the ones that aren't being vaccinated are causing a problem. Things are starting to shut down a little bit again in the U.S. and around the world, where not everyone is adapting to the um, or adopting to the uh to taking the, the vaccine jab, as you will. So I'm not sure how you feel about it, but, you know, the, the, the concept around asking or not asking is, it, you know, if it helps you, you know, if you're sitting next to somebody on a bus or an airplane, is it important that you know if they've been vaccinated or not? I say hell yeah. But, you, would, you know, one would assume that if they're on the airplane, they're okay because they've been screened. That's what I'm counting on. I'm counting on the screening. And there's going to be adjustments, right? Things will eventually get back to some kind of normal. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what it looks like when, uh, as time goes on. But for me right now, the trip to Montreal was more than enough. I'm not anxious to get on a plane anytime soon. Uh, but love to hear what you think. 416-870-6400. talk is the toll-free number. Starting to get a bit of a complex. I'm not hearing from anybody. Just send a message. Call me. Just send a, let Dev, Dev on. If you don't want to talk, just let him know you say hi. And at least I know someone's listening other than my mother. No, I'm just kidding. My mother's asleep by now. Anyway, when we come back on segment three, you know, where do you feel most comfortable traveling? Your post-COVID revenge trip. Have you heard of revenge travel? Oh, yeah, baby. When you come back, we're going to talk about revenge travel, what that means, and uh, is it a real thing or not? So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Yona Bud, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Road to Recovery with Yona Bud, only on 640 Toronto. Remember those sounds? Remember the sounds of a busy airport? Hi, this is Yona. This is Road to Recovery. And you're listening to us tonight. We're talking about travel. In particular, right now, we're talking about revenge travel and where uh, this particular article deals with where Americans are traveling. But uh, revenge travel, it's a thing, I promise. After being stuck at home for over a year, Americans are hitting the roads and skies in droves. Revenge travel is a dominating factor as many households make summer plans to visit family and play tourists. Here are some of the places Americans are traveling to this summer and how they participate in revenge travel. So the question to you is, where do you feel comfortable traveling? Or do you feel comfortable traveling anywhere at all? And what's your post-COVID revenge trip? What were you thinking in the back of your mind during all of this nonsense saying, man, when this is over, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going here. So let's see what John has to say. He wants to share his thoughts on traveling. John from Toronto, thank you so much for calling. I feel so much better now. You with me, John? Hello, John. Okay. Well, we're going to get John here in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, revenge travel, it's the first time you're hearing the term revenge travel, if that's something that you've never heard before. Uh, but, um, you know, this travel mindset means that people are more eager to travel and less willing to cancel their vacation plans uh, this year after the coronavirus shuts down. So many people are tired of being at home and are fully vaccinated and have been saving up cash and travel miles for their post-pandemic trip. I can hardly wait till this trip is uh, real, till I can actually get out there. And uh, I wanted to hear what John had to say, but I guess we have some problems with getting connected to him. Anyway, 
Technology, it's a great thing, but it can also give you be a real pain in the ass. Anyway, domestic travel is popular. Yes, ma'am. You know, when you're talking about traveling, see the sites that are around you maybe first, and that's kind of what we're talking about in terms of the whole concept around uh, anxiety related to travel. You'll take it down in little baby steps, you know, one one kind of, you know, trip at a time. You know, maybe take a trip to, to you know, uh, someplace a couple hours away by car first, get a feel of what it's like to be in a hotel or a cabin again or something. Um, but domestic travel is becoming very popular. Uh, international travel destinations are now opening, and most trips remain, most trips that are being planned, according to this article, remain within the United States. A lot of the travelers, by the way, that we're talking about in this article would love to come to Canada. But we have a prime minister who says, uh-uh, not right now. So basically killing tourism for the summer, uh, which is, you know, just horrible for all those that are in that industry. Uh, but while intertra- international travel destinations are opening, trips remain focused. A lot of people remain focused on the U.S. And, you know, as a result, revenge travelers can be more likely to, to, to sort of book a, an exotic location, spend more money to travel or a combination of both. But there's a lot of people, right, that are still um, – that are still here, you know, that are dealing with uh, just local travel, just getting out of town somewhere local. We have Brampton, uh, Mike, I'm sorry, Brampton from Mike. We have Mike from Brampton who took a vaccine through U.S. Army and wants to travel. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hi, sorry, uh, Johan. Um, guys that flunk out of the U.S. Marines, they joined the Army. I was in the U.S. Marines. Okay, well, I know if you've been in the Marines, it's a big, it's a bit of a slight to tell you that you're in the Army. So I apologize. Uh, but welcome and uh, thank you for your service. Uh, tell me um, a little bit about your vaccine experience and how you feel about travel, my friend. You know what? I actually had no problem taking whatever they injected into my arm. Um, you know, I, I, I hear both sides. Johan, I, I hear, you know, the science side and this is... Uh, a collaborated uh, exercise of knowledge and science that have put together these these vaccines in rapid time. And you know what? Fine, that's cool. And I also hear other people on the other side that said, oh, this hasn't been tested, this hasn't been tested, this hasn't been tested. It's only temporarily or emergency uh emergency uh approved yeah. when i was in the marines they gave us a series of seven shots in the arm for anthrax which fda didn't approve of course and not. that was for me pretty weird that was 20 years ago i got yeah. i got seven shots for anthrax so apparently i'm immune to anthrax <laughs> but uh, that was 20 years ago, and it hasn't affected my life at all. Okay, so let me let me let, let me let me sort of share something with you, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for your call because I appreciate you you chiming in and giving me a call tonight. Um, are you partying a little bit, by the way? Are you having a little bit of a party where you are? Sound like you're having maybe uh, a good a good time, maybe a couple of pops or something. Thinking about me, yeah, thinking, I, that you, I, thinking I, about I, maybe I, you I, maybe yeah, you well, and I. 
Yeah, no, I just, you know, I wish kind of, you know, we were kind of hanging out together and visiting right now. Just uh, maybe a little bit jealous. I don't know. Just, just hearing, I hearing a little bit of party in your voice and I'm happy for you, brother. That's all. But, but here's the bottom line. And then I'm going to let you go and move on. And I do thank you so much, first of all, for listening and more, more importantly for calling. Uh, but you know, when, when I get the, the flu shot and I'm saying the same for you, I'm sure the flu shot or any of that, I don't ask, I, I'm not looking at the research. I'm not asking my doctor, you know, did they prove this is okay before you give it to me? I just, she says you need a flu shot i take a flu shot you need a vaccine for 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 uh for coronavirus i take a vaccine for coronavirus and you know and like you said you know you had tons of shots given to you for other things that no one really looked looked too carefully at and and you survived and uh and thankfully you're here to to call us and to share so thanks so much for calling mike uh, i really appreciate it and i uh, hope everybody's safe in brampton we have joanne from woodbridge she wants to talk a little bit about travel anxiety how are you joanne i'm good you know how are you Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. Give me, uh, tell me what's up. What's going on? So I just wanted to chime in a little bit on this whole travel thing. Um, a little bit different from what you were talking about, I guess. I'm a little bit off the page, but it's along the same lines. So we are trying to get down to Florida. And aside from the frustrations of the border opening for some and not opening, if you fly, you're just fine. You can go for any reason you want. If you're driving, you can't. Um, so aside from all of that, we have to go for what is we think is an essential reason. We need to go address a property down there. Um, but i got to be honest, I'm really nervous about going down there because their vaccination rate is terrible. It's so low. And, you know, we want to turn it into a little bit of a vacation. And it makes it uncomfortable even to consider maybe going out for dinner. Do I want to sit at a, at a table where the guy's next to me at the next table Two out of the three sitting there aren't going to be vaccinated. Not really feeling that comfortable. I got to be honest. Let me ask you a question. Have you been vaccinated? I have been. Yes. Happily. So. The, <laughs> so there you go. The person that you're traveling in been vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. The whole family. We, that was a, like mandatory Perfect. for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured Joanne from Woodbridge. I had it all figured out already. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so the question is, if you've been vaccinated and everyone that you're traveling with has been vaccinated and the people sitting next to you aren't vaccinated and they cough and sneeze, what's the worst that can happen to you? Well, I mean, I know, I know the degree. No, of no, 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 Don't dance. Just what's the answer? What's the, what's the, what's the worst well, that could happen to you? The worst that could happen to me is probably that I could still catch it and, and I could bring it home. To you know, my elderly father that I take care of, who is, is that? Has has, has he been vaccinated? He has been. He has. Okay. Been, yeah. Okay. But so, you know, and you we, worry about. Oh yeah, um, but let me ask. Let, let me ask you something. You've been traveling from the sounds of it for years, right? Uh, I've been mm-hmm. traveling for years. When you're on an airplane prior to the prior to the pandemic, and you hear everybody coughing and sneezing and schmutzing and doing and this on the plane, like you want to throw up anyway. And that's before exactly. we had this. That's before, you know, you always get off a plane with a sore throat or an achy tummy or a headache or something. I mean, certainly for me. So it's really just to help you with your anxiety. I'm not suggesting that what you're thinking isn't real and it doesn't need to be addressed and thought about because it does. But the reality is we're not going to get sick enough that we need to be in a hospital. Your dad's not going to get sick enough that he needs to be hospitalized with a tube down his throat. At least that's what the science table tells us. So that's what they say. It, Right. So, you know, in order to come out of the bubble, 
You're going to have to get a little more comfortable with um, with uh, with just realizing that the guys next to you or the lady next to you on the beach or in the hair salon or the nail place you go to, maybe she's not vaccinated. But the fact that you are and still washing your hands and still wearing a mask in appropriate places like on the plane, in the airport, any little places that you little restaurants you go to until you sit down at your table and you can choose, you know, especially if you're going to Florida, you can eat outside. You don't have to eat inside. You got lots of choices to help you manage the craziness. But I do thank you for calling, and I really hope you get there. And when you get there and come back, you're going to call us on a Saturday night and say, hi, this is Joanne from Woodbridge. I'm a friend of Yona's, and I want to tell her how my trip went because that would be super cool. So we're going to go to break now. I'm going to thank you so much for calling. I hope you guys go and do what you got to do and have more fun. Don't worry so much about the real estate. That's just money. Just go have a good time and get your feet in the, in the sand and twiddle your toes in the water and all that cool stuff. And, by the way, hug the one you're with, right? Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, a couple of other callers. We have someone who's going to join us here, and uh, uh, her, his name is Steve. He's from Bolton, and uh, he's going to join us on the return. And when we come back, we're going to talk about – uh, camping, RV camping. Have you ever had a bad one? Have you ever been on a bad RV trip? Something I've been thinking of doing for years, but every time I go to one of these rental places and go inside and smell the RV, it's like, ah, I don't think so. I can't, I, I can't breathe in here. I got to get out. Anyway, go take a break, have a pee, get something to eat, do what you got to do. We'll be right back. This is Yona Bud, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Road to Recovery with Yona Bud, only on 640 Toronto. So if you're not 100% sure what that sound is, that's a campfire because we're going we're talking about ta- camping and RV travel and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're talking about in this last segment. Hi, this is Yona and thanks for joining me. We're t- at Road to Recovery, talking about stuff that makes a difference in our lives and how we can help one another. But first of all, it's 10:47. Do you know where your children are, your loved ones, your pets? If not, you need to find them. If you can't find them, give us a call right now at 416-870-6400, and we'll help you. If you're really in trouble and you really need help, um, you can give me a call anytime at 877-777-5808, and uh, one of our agents will take the call, and they'll get connected to you, and uh, we'll do what we can to help. People have embraced Ontario's parks during the pandemic, but they're loving them to death. When we come back after talking to my friend Steve from Bolton, we're going to uh, then talk to John from Toronto, and then we're going to talk about this article a little bit. But, Steve, how are you? How's Bolton these days? Fabulous guy. Actually, I just came back from uh, Huntsville. at home now. Um, so I'm going to put everybody's mind at ease. When you get vaccinated, you are now supposedly safe. Be Correct. it the guy beside you is vaccinated or not. The guy Correct. beside you might have COVID. You might even have COVID after you're vaccinated. Good for you. If you give me COVID and I'm not vaccinated, I will be fine. And if I'm not fine, it is still not your problem. It will only be my problem. Everybody that's going to get COVID will either live or die. Whether under vaccinated or not, you might get it. You might go to the hospital. You might not. And if our hospitals downtown, just let's just count those ones for in general. If they can't handle 200 sick people a day. We should bulldoze them all and sell the land to China because we are failing miserably. <laughs> Seriously, if those hospitals can't handle a couple hundred sick people a day, what is the use of all that land down there? What are we really? Sh- We've just exposed how much of a failure our healthcare system is. 
Buddy, well, I, I, pre- I, I, I quit. I quit. Uh, I walked away from a thousand dollar a day crack habit in two thousand. Walked away, buddy. For long show, I ran a crack. Good boy. So I'm telling you, good boy. Walking away is easy. All you got to do yeah, is man. associate with everybody that you know from that era. Yeah, yeah. You just got to cut everybody right? out of your life. But but if listen, I COVID, just if, listen. If you have COVID yep. and you're vaccinated, yep. so you might what? not have to go to the hospital. You're still yeah, going to get it. Yeah, but you could, it's no, they say it's no worse than the flu anyway. And uh, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you had a safe trip to Huntsville. I, I, yeah, but. 55, I've never had a flu shot. Never will get one. So I should have to force me to take a COVID shot so I don't get sick from COVID? Why should anybody else care if I get sick from COVID? It doesn't make no difference. You don't, you're not any more contagious without the vaccine. You just might get sicker. I, pre- I appreciate the call, Steve. I appreciate the call, Steve. Thank you so much, and congratulations on kicking uh, the crack habit. Or uh, that's uh, that's pretty phenomenal. So we're going to talk to John from Toronto here because we have such limited time. Um, and otherwise, I'd be on with Steve all night because he sounds like a cool guy to talk with. Uh, John from Toronto, nice to have you back. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I got dropped about six or seven times, so I hope we have at least a, more than two New York minutes here. Um, <laughs> depends on depends on what you have to say and whether I like it or not. Oh, come on now. That's dictatorship. Like, <laughs> Of course, it's my show. I'm kidding. Go ahead, buddy. Well, it's all of our show. Without us, you don't have a show now. You used to be on there another you... station, right? There you go. That'll boy. Now you're here. Okay. Okay. I'm here, and so are you. So what's up? Let's get to it. Well, I appreciate the previous caller. I like to see critical thinkers. I know we used to hear as kids that Canadians are smart, but I really, you know, after seeing Generation Millennial, Y and Generation Zs, I think they're asleep at the helm or drunkards at the at the helm, I think we we need more people to think and realize that if we don't value or have, if we have no values, no value what we have, and that the price of freedom is constant vigilance, that you're going to lose and you don't know what you lose until it's gone. I was at this freedom rally today at Queens Park, which is there every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. And I learned I learned a lot. I, I I've learned I've been there prior. Um, there was about six thousand people today in the march, biggest march I've seen. From Lakeshore, I looked down uh, northbound all the way to college. It was it was ginormous. Although I'm a man that believes in quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, I'll get to your question. I think it was about travel or about yep. um, asking people about if they got the shot or not. Well, either I'll take either one. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about me, and I know some people have ulterior motives. And frankly, your medical business is no one's business. But um, I'll just swing it this way. If I don't support segregation, discrimination in the, by way of apartheid or 1960s when Rosa Parks fought for us to all ride on the bus, public transit, I don't want to have basketball players or NFL players threatened with, you know, if you don't take this, um, I call it biohazard thing, a shot, experimental shot, that you're going to lose your job or be fined. That, to me, is serious discrimination. and. It's dividing people, and out of chaos comes order. And I think this is an intentional divide. Okay, okay, okay. so let, let me get in the middle of this. So, so I, I hear where you're coming. I hear where you're coming from. I know that you want to have a, a platform here, but I'm going to ask you a question. So, if you don't like the way the rules are, and you don't like the people who are making the rules, what are you doing to change it? In other words, you sound oh. like a, you sound like you sound like a guy that's got a good attitude. So why don't you jump on to some like political arm or social group that you can actually make a difference with your voice? Because it sounds like you have something to say, and I'm sure people would love to hear what you have to say about it. Actually, um, I, mean, I just got a flood in the house. 
Okay, I'm going to let you go. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to let you go, John. Call us back sometime. I'd love to hear back from you sometime. Okay, we're going to carry on with our with our subject here at the moment. Um, I appreciate hearing from John and from everybody tonight. Uh, really appreciate from Mike and Joanne and Steve and John. It's nice that you're calling and certainly makes my evening and uh, my boss will love it too. So if people are embracing Ontario's parks during the pandemic, but they're loving them to death. According to CBC News, one person's walking off a trail is a bad thing, but thousands doing it can or isn't a bad thing, but thousands doing it can create some kind of damage. So what we're talking about is RV travel. Have you ever been RV travel, camping and RV travel? Have you ever been in a camp on a camping trip or rented an RV and traveled across Canada or in any of the Ontario parks? Um, love to hear from you. Want to hear what your experience uh, was like. But in this article, we're talking about the fellow. His name is Chris Lemieux. And he doesn't like crowds, and that's why he'll avoid visiting uh, parks um, during the months of July and August. But he's watched the trend of people flocking to Ontario parks and Parks Canada sites in recent years. And he's looking for fun ways to get out of the house, as others are. And uh, health officials were telling them that being outdoors is safe. So nature has a substantial health and wellness factor to it. We know all that. Contact with nature is a good thing. but, But... Protected areas, right? So if we're going into nature, we need to be respectful of nature. It's like going into somebody's house. If you're going into somebody's house, you need to be respectful of their house, right? Take your shoes off. Don't touch things that you're not supposed to and so on. Obviously, these spaces are really important for physical activity when people can go swimming and walk on trails and go canoeing. Like it's an awesome way to spend a holiday. But you got to be careful. And you got to remember that you're in, you're in areas that are somewhat preserved, Preserved areas mean that people are spending time and our money, yes, yours and mine, to keep them that way. So the idea around loving parks to death has been around for a while. It's about loving them so much that we go on we go on off trails, we don't put out our fires properly, we leave garbage behind and so on. Something called visitor etiquette is becoming a big concern for Ontario Parks and Parks Canada. They've launched something called For the Love of Parks. It's an educational campaign to teach new visitors and remind people returning basically how to behave. So it's pound for love of parks, right? Hashtag for love of parks. Brown said that last year, Ontario Parks and Parks Canada saw 13 million visitors combined. And some of these people are going off trail and doing stuff that they probably shouldn't to, you know, makes it difficult for those that want to actually travel. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that maybe uh, camping or RV travel? See, RV travel to me is attractive, but I'd have to kind of be in a new one that no one else used before me. But I feel like that about toilets and washrooms and stuff too. But that's all, that's a whole nother discussion another night. But, you know, RV travel or camping travel, if you're up for it, seems to me like a reasonable way to get, you know, out of the house, get to a different place, get to a different, you know, location, look at some water, some trees, some nature, you know, go for walks, canoeing, all that kind of stuff. It's great. But you got to remember that this stuff isn't man-made. This is made by nature. And we need to take care of it because if we don't take care of it, we're not going to have it to use. And our kids and grandkids aren't going to have parks to go to. So we have to take care of it. We have to be nice to each other, too. There's some stuff up uh, on on the news as well. Some of these articles I've been reading, uh, getting ready for tonight about, you know, people not treating each other well while they're camping and not talking nicely to each other, being aggressive. That just, it's, it's just not cool. It's just not the thing to do. Anyway, hope you uh, enjoyed our show about travel. I'm, I'm uh, thankful that we have the opportunity to share with you. I know you have other choices, and we're happy that you chose us. We'd love to hear from you through the week. 
road to recovery at 640toronto.com. You can call me anytime, 877-777-5808. That's a private number that gets to me. And uh, next week, we got all kinds of new stuff to talk about. So we want to hear back from you. And remember, if you're with somebody, just give them a hug. Tell them that you love them, right? It's important to love the one you're with and to share, to be good to one another, to be caring, and to, and to give a right? To make it, it makes a difference when you care about other people and when other people care about us. So we love you. You're the best audience ever. I want to hear back from you next week. We want to hear from you. We want to, you know, if you, can, you want to drop in and wave at Devon from the window at the studio. <laughs> no, don't do that because I'll get into trouble. But we'd love to see you sometime. Maybe we'll get a chance to do that. Anyway, until next week, this is Yona Bud, 640 Toronto.